You're listening to the Keep Going Podcast, where we keep going after the heart of God because He's our only hope. I'm Nika Maples. Welcome to episode 45 of the Keep Going Podcast. This episode is titled, Lessons from Legos. Boy, have I got a story for you. This one is really sweet, guys. And I'll tell you what, I think you might have the treat of hearing rain outside my window in a minute. I'm not sure. It doesn't rain often in Texas. But if you hear that rain, then I'm just, I'm not turning off the mic. I'm just going to let it roll. You know, one of my favorite... Um, musical recordings comes from Amy Grant's very first album in which she sings Oh Sacred Head and there's lightning and some rain at the beginning at the end and you know it may be urban legend but I read that that was not um, spliced in that that was actually raining that was happening on the day when they recorded the album I would love to think that's true because it just adds a little something extra. So when you hear this story, I hope you feel the sweet rain of the Lord, the rain of blessing, the rain of security, the rain of wisdom, the rain of his goodness. He loves our children, and that is what this story is all about. Okay, are you ready? Here we go. During the most intense part of the COVID-19 lockdown, I had my nephew come over to um, hang out for the weekend. We weren't, none of us were seeing anyone else. And I had been to Walmart to get a treat for him so that we could have this fun weekend um, doing things in my apartment, just staying in. I thought, what what could I get? I chose a Lego set. Not just any Lego set, mind you. A big Lego set, you know. There are those kinds of Lego sets that are $10 Lego sets. This was, this was a mighty one. And it's because I felt that during this time of being locked indoors, it would be a bonding experience for us. It would be fantastic. So I put the gigantic Lego set in the dishwasher. It was an empty dishwasher. And when my nephew came over, you know, I said, look, before we can play, we've got to get a little work done. So would you please empty the dishwasher? And I saw the disappointment on his face that that's, he was thinking, is that where this whole weekend is heading? <laughs> it's not a good omen if this is where we begin. But he headed over to the dishwasher, opened it up and found the big old Lego box inside. And it's funny, he looked delighted when he saw it. And then when he pulled it out, his face fell just a little bit. And he said, thank you. Thank you so much for this. And I said, you want to build it right now with me? And he said, not right now. Let's play dominoes or something first. Well, that was a surprise. I thought, "Why why in the world? He would never tell me that. Usually... He dives right into a Lego set. He gets it done in record speed. But this one he was putting aside. We played dominoes. A little while later, I said, you ready to do the Lego set? He said, oh, you know, let's watch a movie first. 
I thought, what is up? So I said, look, do you not like that Lego set? What's the deal? I've never seen you react to a Lego set this way. And he said, can I tell you the truth? And I said, yes, you must tell me the truth. And he said, I already have this one. And I don't want to open it because I want you to be able to take it back. So I, I didn't know whether to tell you the truth at the very beginning because I thought, if you're excited about me having this, then I need to just go ahead and act like it's new to me and go ahead and enjoy putting it together with you. But then I thought that might be a bad thing to do because then you couldn't take it back and you, you need to be able to take it back if you want to. So I decided I would just go ahead and tell you that I already have it. And I said, all right, well, okay. And I thought, I'll take it back. So he and I went on to, I thanked him for being truthful. Believe me, I said, look, it doesn't matter if you disappoint people with the truth. The truth is the truth. So thank you for being um, sensitive and kind and not wanting to disappoint me. But I think it would have disappointed me more if you had gone ahead and built something that you weren't really excited about. Then I would have felt completely foolish that you had sat there and I had sat there thinking it was brand new and it wasn't. So he left. We had a great weekend. We threw the baseball at the park. It was all fantastic. And then I tried to take the Lego set back while I had purchased it at Walmart and they were not taking returns. This was during, like I said, the height of the lockdown. They were not accepting any returned merchandise. So I thought to myself, what am I going to do with this Lego set? This is an expensive Lego set. It's not like I could just you know, I I didn't know what to do with it. So I prayed and I said, God, you know, is there anything you want me to do with this Lego set? And the second I said that, a friend of mine popped into my head. Now, I was not trying to pray some massive, um, deep discerning prayer. I just kind of tossed one up. I said, Lord, if there's anything you want me to do with this Lego set, let me know. And immediately I thought of my friend. Well, she is a single mother of three very young children. And um, so I just texted her. I said, hey, got a prize coming your way. Are you home? She wasn't home. So I said, I'm going to drop something on your porch. So I put it on her porch on a chair under a couple of pillows on her chair. And then I went on my way. And I didn't hear from her until the end of the day. And at that point, she sent me a very amazed response and said, my sons and I, we all the kids went out yesterday to a friend's house. And while they were playing with the kids, our, the adults were talking and the kids were playing. And then, you know, at the end of the night, we left and we went home and at the end, the right before we were going to bed, I discovered something. That in one of my son's pockets, there were Legos. And he doesn't own any Legos. So I knew he had taken them from the friend's house that we had just spent the dinner with, having dinner with. And she said, now, 
where did you get these Legos? And he tearfully said, I took them, Mommy. I took them. I, I didn't have any Legos, and I thought that they wouldn't miss the Legos. They had so many Legos. I just wanted a few. And he cried, and she said, Listen, I don't care if you want something. You don't take it. I don't care if you don't have something at home. You don't take it. That's called stealing. And you have to, you return them. You don't take your friend's things because then they won't trust you. And she said, now this is what we're going to do. Because the deeper problem with taking other people's things is that you're not content with your own. So we're going to pray a prayer of contentment. And we're going to ask God to make us happy with what we have and what we don't have. And so they prayed together, this mother and son, and she said, he was so tearful and said, dear God, I'm so sorry I took someone else's Legos and I'm so sorry that I haven't been happy with what you've given me. I want to be happy with the toys I have. And on top of that, will you please give me some Legos? (laughs) I'm happy with all my toys, but please give me some Legos. (laughs) So she laughed. And then they went to bed. They went to church the next day and went out to eat. And that was the day that I delivered the big box of Legos to her front porch. Less, Less than 24 hours after that little boy prayed that prayer. And she said, when we pulled They pulled up to her house. She said, "Um, Nika said she dropped off something on the porch for us. And she said the kids went first and they looked. And when her sweet son pulled back the pillows on the porch chair, and when he saw that it was a big old Lego set, he just started crying. And he said, God loves me. God loves me. God loves me. What are the chances, what are the chances that that would happen by coincidence? That I would buy my nephew a Lego set that he already has. I've never purchased a Lego set for him that he already had. I know a lot of the Lego sets that he has. What are the chances that my nephew at nine years old would struggle with telling the truth because he didn't want to disappoint me, but then he would err on the side of truth and say, yes, I'm going to tell you, I'm sorry, I already have it. Please take it back. What are the chances? I mean, when has, when has there ever been a time when Walmart was not accepting returns (laughs) and they didn't accept returns, so I had to get, get rid of it some other way and what are the chances that God would bring a specific friend to mind and that I would tell her, hey, I'm just going to drop this off on your porch. I got something that I can share with your kids. What are the chances that that little boy would have taken some Legos the night before I delivered that Legos to him? What are the chances that he would pray a prayer saying, I'm so sorry for not being happy with what I've got, but Dear God, please send me some Legos. All of that, all of that is too complex to believe that the creator of the universe did not have his hand in it. Absolutely he did. So the the lesson that we learn is that he cares about Legos. He cares about the tiniest concerns on a child's heart. And Legos, you know, they aren't, it's not like that's, um, 
going to change the world. It's simply a desire. It's not like this child was begging for food. He was begging for something that would bring him some pleasure, and God thought that was important enough to answer immediately. He knew that that little boy was sorry for what he had done, and God wanted to acknowledge that he sees him, he loves him, he knows him, and he has all the power that is necessary to meet his needs. I am just shaken to the core by a story like that. Because you know there are so many times when we're praying for things that we think, well, that's simple enough for you to do, God. Why wouldn't you do that for me? And we wait and wait, and the prayers aren't answered. But you hear a story like that, and you think, God would answer it. He would, if it were the right time and the right thing for me. He would. Because if he's willing to do to go to such great lengths to deliver a toy to a little boy, that he certainly wants to deliver the promises that he's given you of healing, of relationships restored and reconciled, of whatever you desire, uh, provision for your family. I don't know what it is, but if you've been praying, you can know that God hears you. Moreover, you need to know that God hears your children. He hears the the sweet prayers of your children. And he's a good father. He's a better parent than you are. So that precious mother, that friend of mine, you know, it wasn't in her budget to buy Legos. It certainly wasn't. And so she couldn't have provided that for her son right now. But God knew and he he provided it. And also, I think it's interesting that if I were that mother, I would say, it's going to be a while before you have Legos, son, because when you, when, you take, when you take something from somebody, I want you to remember this lesson that you don't take. So while I could have gotten you Legos today, I'm not going to get you anymore for a while because you need to remember that you don't steal. Well, that's not what God thought in that moment was the right discipline to enact. Now, listen, there are times when something like that is the right thing to do as a parent. But apparently in that situation, God saw that the boy didn't need additional time to learn his lesson. He had already learned it. And so the delivery of the Legos was a sweeter reminder than an extensive time of no Legos would have been. I found four verses that I want to share with you that are just, just a delight. I mean, when I, when I looked up verses about children... These four stood out to me as being absolute comforts during a time when we are going back to school virtually. Kids don't have what we think they need, which is like glue and scissors and recess and PE and choir and art class and all that stuff. They're sitting in a laptop. And I know a lot of parents are worried about that. I know a lot of parents did not envision their kindergartner starting school on a screen It's not what they wanted, but I want to remind you that God knows how to care for children. And even if it looks in a a different way than what we expected or wanted, God still can bless those children beyond anything that we could do ourselves. So you know the verse about God reminding us to have faith like a child. Please have faith like a child right now. For the benefit of your own children, have faith like a child. 
Pray the way that little boy prayed. Please send me some Legos. Just very simply put, say, please take care of my children. And you know how Jesus said when the, the apostles wanted to just tell the children, stop stop hanging around Jesus. He's trying to get some work done. <laughs> and Jesus said, let the little children come to me. That is the context of the rest of that verse. Unless you have faith like a child, you won't enter the kingdom of heaven. Jesus doesn't expect you to have faith without coming to him first. He understands the role of comfort in faith. So the same way that he told those children, come to me, let the little children come to me. Then he remarks on their faith. He's saying to you right now, come to me, come to me for comfort and it will enrich your faith and you'll be able to handle what's ahead of you and what's on your plate. So here are the four verses that I think will be an encouragement to you. The first is Proverbs 22, 6. Start children off on the way they should go, and even when they are old, they will not turn from it. I want to encourage you, if you, especially if you have teenagers and for a moment they've turned in a direction that you weren't expecting, that you started them off in the way that they should go, trust that the Holy Spirit is a better parent than you are, and He will draw them back in due time. Keep praying, keep praying. And the next one is Proverbs 14, 26. And it's hard for me to read this without shouting out loud. Whoever fears the Lord has a secure fortress. And for their children, it will be a refuge. Hallelujah. The effort that you make in, through praying, through reading the word, through connecting with a Christ-centered community, all the effort that you make to pursue spiritual disciplines, that is building for you a secure fortress. And guess who gets to live in that? Your children. Let me read this again. Proverbs fourteen twenty six. Whoever fears the Lord has a secure fortress, and for their children it will be a refuge. What you're building is not in vain, and what you're building is not just for yourself. It's for future generations. And then the next one, Psalm 37, 25 through 26. I was young, and now I am old. Yet I have never seen the righteous forsaken or their children begging bread. They are always generous and lend freely, and their children will be a blessing. Does that encourage your heart today? I was young, and now I am old, yet I have never seen the righteous forsaken. You're never going to be forsaken. You can sing the words to that song. The king of my heart, you can sing, you're never going to let, never going to let me down. You can trust that that's true because it says in the word, God has never forsaken the righteous and their children are not begging bread. And what that really means, what that really means, friends, is not that your children will never have an incident of poverty. We look around the world and we see Christian children who don't have enough to eat all the time. But I think this is referring to the bread that fills their hearts. And that's more important. I know as you send your kids off to college and off, even just to, to, to in-person school soon, 
that one of the cries of your heart is, please don't let them look for their identity elsewhere. Please don't let there be a gaping wound of, of need in their hearts that they start filling with counterfeit comforts, with counterfeit joy, because we all know how many things the enemy is going to try to parade in front of their eyes to make them try to lean on someone other than Jesus. But Jesus says, I am the bread of life. And I believe this verse is saying, I've never seen the righteous as children begging for bread, meaning the bread of life. Keep praying that your children's hunger will be met by Jesus. Keep praying that your children will crave the taste of the miraculous. Keep praying that your children will deeply desire the presence of the Lord and that that will be the thing that satisfies like no other option out there. And then the rest of the verse, they are always talking about the righteous. They are always generous and lend freely and their children will be a blessing. Those children that have learned how to hunger and thirst after righteousness, those children who have learned to crave the mighty presence of Jesus, the bread of life, they are a blessing everywhere they go. And the final one, Isaiah 54, 13. This is a a deep comfort to those of you who are concerned about your kids in school right now. All your children will be taught by the Lord and great will be your children's peace. Does it ease your mind knowing that God says he will teach your children? It would me. It sure would. So I I encourage you to write these four scriptures down, and I, I would read them over my kids on a regular basis. I don't know if you need to put them in the hallway by their rooms, and just, you know, every time you're delivering laundry down there to their rooms, pray these verses out loud over their lives. It's Proverbs 22, 6, Proverbs 14, 26, and Psalm 37, 25 through 26, and Isaiah 54, 13. I hope this story has blessed you. God hears you. He hears your prayers, and he hears the prayers of your children. There's nothing sweeter than that. We'll talk soon. Until then, keep going. Do you know I have a life coaching membership called Keep Going Scouts? If you need encouragement to get healthy, mind, body, and soul, then Keep Going Scouts is the resource for you. It's based on Numbers 1424. Because my servant Caleb has a different spirit and follows me wholeheartedly, I will bring him into the land he scouted, and his descendants will inherit it. That's right, you can pursue the promises of the Lord and also pursue them for your children. Your children can inherit what you have pursued during your lifetime. I'm here to help you. The Keep Going Scouts membership only opens four times a year. If you'd like to read more about it, go to thekeepgoingco.com forward slash join. I sure hope to see you on the inside.